Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, sexy fit babes. Welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. We are here with an amazing mama. Yes, we're saying mama. We're having lots of postpartum mothers on the show. Hannah is a mom to a lovely two-year-old who's upstairs, hopefully will not be disturbing us, but I can't really talk because my dogs always disturb my podcast episodes, guys. But we are joined with Hannah, who has quite an iconic story from being in the membership, from getting her hormones tested to feeling like she just couldn't lose wait to really figuring out exactly what was that sweet spot to what will give her success. So welcome to the show, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Give us a little bit of a backstory. So what happened is Mm -hmm. Hannah actually DM'd me and she was sharing a little bit about her journey and her story and the success she had saw. So in your words, not mine, Hannah, what was that message that you can share with everyone to kick off our combo today? I think it was really just like I had hit this spot where I didn't know if you'd ever see it, but it was like, I just need to let this person know that your method, your approach, everything that you do and that you stand for, it was like, I had finally hit this spot in my life and in my journey where I finally felt like, oh, this is doable. And like, it felt so freeing and it felt so motivating. And so I just like had to share that with you to preface before I had my, my daughter and before I got pregnant. Um, I've been an athlete my whole life. So now knowing what I know, I'll say I ate relatively healthy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I exercised all the time. I was a soccer player. I lifted weights. I did all the stuff, you know, and I always had a really difficult relationship with food and with my body. And um, once I got pregnant, it was another, you know, just like, crazy experience. Incredible. So you played soccer, you were so Mm -hmm. active and you're so fit and you were relatively healthy. And I'm just even drawing similarities to myself. Like I totally understand what it's like when you're generally healthy, you live an active lifestyle, but then as you get older, whether it's you not playing sports anymore, you're not being as active, you having children, you go to school, like life happens. And then you wake up Mm -hmm. a few years or maybe years later and you're like, Oh, wait, like I used to be fit. I used to identify as an athlete. What the hell happened here? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, your body goes through all these changes and you're super hormonal as it is. And that's a supernatural part of pregnancy and postpartum. And what I thought was that, okay, I have the tools to be able to get myself back to me. And that's what this journey has really been for me is like, how do I get back to myself? Mm -hmm. And it's not all about the weight. It is a a very mental um, process. Right. And so I got to this point where, you know, I had had my baby, the initial weight was falling off, but then I just, I felt like almost I put on more and it just cemented in my body. Mm. And I so felt you like, lost weight and then obviously stopped losing weight, but then you actually regressed mm-hmm. a little bit. If we want to use that word, put mm-hmm. on a little bit more weight. And that's when it was cemented. And you were like, I feel like this is just stuck to my body now. It felt so stuck mm-hmm. and I felt so heavy. That's exactly right. And the weight that I had lost was the initial like 
your belly is depuffing after getting yes. birth. Yes. So, I'm not sure if you're breastfeeding or not. And I'm sure like mm-hmm. a lot of the fluid changes, right? All mm-hmm. the moms out there, you guys are going to be like, yep, I, I know that feeling. <laughs> I've, yes. I've heard it. I haven't had children myself. Um, but you kind of like deflated a little bit and then you're like, totally wait, deflated. I'm not losing at the same rate anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a point at which where I was like, oh, this can be super easy. Look how, look how every day my belly's a little smaller. You're like, you know? I got it in the bag. <laughs> yeah. And absolutely not. That was not, not the case. So I had hit this point where I was like, wait, all these things that I thought I knew, they're not working anymore. And I lived in Southern California and I don't know how it is in other states or parts of the world, but we are very um, focused on hormonal health. And oh, getting things my Cali babes are you are so <laughs> yeah. on the money, Hannah. <laughs> and so I had talked to you know friends and family, and everybody said, "Well, you know, hormones. Get your hormones checked. Maybe that's just really out of whack." Um, and that's just probably about a year and a half into me trying to lose mm. about twenty pounds of extra oh, weight. Wow! So it was, mm-hmm. you wanted to lose twenty pounds and a year and a half before you talk <clears> about the hormone stuff. Mm-hmm. What did you try to do? Cause it sounds like during that time, I'm just kind of putting this all together. You have not told me this, so please correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you were trying to lose weight, but like not really following like a hardcore plan. It sounds like I'm getting the vibe you like we're trying, but I think a lot of women out there can relate when like you're trying, but like you look back and you're like, was I really trying? Like, was I really, you know, following something mm-hmm. in the first place? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I don't think I was really following anything. Um, there were moments where I would, you know, sign up for this or sign up for that, or I tried intermittent fasting and I, you know, I tried everything it feels like Um, a lot of trying, not a lot of doing, not just for you, but Mm -hmm. in general, that's kind of how I like to put it for a lot of women. It's like, it's kind of weird when you think about it, you can think so much about a goal, but Mm -hmm. then not really take action for a long time. It's very Mm -hmm. in, in any part of life, but especially weight loss. I feel like that happens to a lot of women. Yeah. Oh, and it was like anything I signed up for, or I bought a new pair of yoga pants. So all of a sudden I feel 10 pounds thinner, but I didn't actually do anything with it. Right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, shout so. out to those yoga pants for giving you a little confidence there. I loved it. <laughs> we need the name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this was pre hormone mm-hmm. testing yes. a year and a half, trying to lose 20 pounds, a year and a half goes by no progress on the scale, kind of at square one, right? You tried mm-hmm. things, didn't really work. Then because of Southern California, baby, or really all of California mm-hmm. were like, okay, maybe my hormones are out of whack before kind of pursuing anything else. It sounds like you go to this hormones place. And what I loved about your story, and I don't want to give it away is you mm-hmm. actually had a really good experience at, mm-hmm. you know, discovering things about your hormonal health. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Yeah. So I, um, I went to this woman who's super knowledgeable and like, that was her, obviously she was the hormone person. And so there was, I feel like I have to say for me, there was a little bit of shame around, um, wanting my journey. It was all about losing weight for me. Yeah. And this was a person whose primary goal was not to help me lose weight. Mm, And so that's important. Wait, mm -hmm. that's important because what I think we also have to talk about that I was going to, and I I don't mean to interrupt this, but when we talk about hormone health, I feel like there's so many like hormone weight loss things on the internet. Mm -hmm. And it almost gives like actual hormonal health, a bad reputation in my eyes, because it, 
aligning your hormones is important. I mean, even to digest food, you have hunger hormones, you have fullness hormones. I mean, hormones are involved with everything, but I think right now there's like this fad of like just tying hormones and weight together when it's Mm -hmm. like hormones affect all these other things in your body. So I love that you're saying that this wasn't just about weight loss for you. And I think a lot of women need to hear that. I'm obsessed with that. You said that. (laughs) Um, so I mean, yeah, so we did all the tests we did you know, everything, the Dutch test, everything you're kind of supposed to do. And what I took from it was, yes, there was a lot of things that were seemingly out of whack, but what I was told was that once I get these things aligned and functioning and firing properly, um, the weight would kind of just fall off and that didn't happen. Mm. Um, and so while I'm seeing the benefits in other parts of my life, you know, stress and, and sleep and mood and all these things are improving because I'm working on my hormones the one really big thing that was making me feel like I, you know, it was affecting my self-worth, my self-love, my self-compassion, everything. And that that's where kind of the shame comes in because again, we live in this world where it's like, Hey, um, you know, love your body, but also like be super fit. So (laughs) it was a really, it was a really hard space for me to be in. Um, and so I did all that work and I, and it took, you know, three, four months to kind of get everything moving. And all the while I'm following you and I'm like, oh, this makes sense, but it probably yeah. will me. And can and, I ask mm-hmm. when you, before <clears throat> you realized the hormone changes weren't just going to fix your weight, right? What mm-hmm. were you doing to improve your hormonal health? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it wasn't just like medications or hormone therapy. Like it was a lot of lifestyle stuff. I'm sure, especially mm-hmm. if you're like, I've increased energy, my digestion improved, like all these other things, my sleep. Yeah. Um, so talk to us a little bit about what that journey was. Cause I'm sure a lot of women are curious about it. And I mean, honestly, so much of improving hormone health is things that we should do in our normal yeah. lives anyway. So what, what was for that sure. like for you? I'm a therapist. And so it was actually a lot of mental health kind of woven into it and trying to shift, shift the mentality, certain things like self-care, you know, coming, coming up with like nurturing lists of things that I could do for myself that had nothing to do with food. Right. So not watching TV before bed, maybe like reading a book, putting my phone in the other room instead of sleeping with it next to my bed. That was all stuff that was meant to help with it. But then there was a lot of the supplements, right? Magnesium and ashwagandha and all these things and teas and castor oil. Like that was a thing. And so it was a lot of things that I had never tried before. So it felt really hopeful. And I was like, this is a whole new world for me. And I'm noticing changes. I'm just not noticing changes in the way that I think was the most meaningful for me at the time. Mm. And what made you reach out to do this in the first place, right? You Mm -hmm. had all of these benefits you experienced. And then like the cherry on top was the weight loss and that wasn't happening. I want to dig into a little bit of the, the shame you felt once you got your hormones in alignment, you felt good. You're like, I'm making all this progress in my life. I'm feeling good, but the weight didn't change. Mm-hmm. In was it a moment that you were like, okay, this is, you know, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do something like the program that you did be more honest with myself. Was it like a lot of weeks and months of shame that led you to eventually deciding to make a change? Like, what was that journey like for you to be honest with yourself while I know you were feeling all this guilt mm-hmm. about not seeing progress? I think what I've learned honestly through both that journey, but also, you know, being in your community, of women and anybody who's in it really. And just kind of talking to your coaches and there has been, what I've realized is that I've sort of carried shame around the aesthetic of my body for a long time, Mm. for probably most of my life. 
And where this really came in hot when I was going through, when I was really committed, you know, and doing all this work and I wasn't seeing the progress that mattered to me, it came to this place of, I had a baby, I'm doing all the things I should be doing, quote unquote, I should just love myself. And it was really hard to do that. And it was impacting my marriage and it was impacting my ability to like say yes to go out, going out with friends. And, um, that was sort of the point where I felt like it was rock bottom for me, where I was like, I have to make peace with where my body is at this current place and, and try and, you know, do the work to remove some of this shame. And I was able to do that. And that was when I signed up for your program. That's Um, important. mm -hmm. You actually, what I'm hearing is you focused on loving where you are at right now and being okay with exactly who you are at this very moment physically. Mm -hmm. And you focus on doing that before this new version of Hannah, before Mm -hmm. this version of Hannah that was trying to lose weight. And that's really hard to do. So I don't want to just skirt over this topic. Cause I, I mean, I think all of us would love to love ourselves as we're losing weight. And I think at minimum, we should try to like ourselves as we're losing weight. I think that's a a common quote, you know, I've said it a lot, but how do you do that? I know (laughs) that's a very micro question, but it's important because I don't, a lot of women are going to listen to this and be like, I would love to like myself a little bit more. And they might be struggling with the exact same thing that you did, but how to do that is very complicated, very complicated. It's very complicated. And, um, you know, as I mentioned before, I am a therapist, so I, it was a lot of like mindfulness and it was a lot of sitting in the mirror and the, you know, really like I stood in front of the mirror naked and I tried to find the things about my body that I loved. Mm -hmm. And I tried to beyond the body, acknowledge all the other, you know, wonderful qualities that I have as a mom and as a sister and as all these, a friend, you know, as, and all as a things. therapist girl, as a therapist, <laughs> you know, I'm not this like person whose worth is only defined by the number on the scale. And so it took a long time. It's been a long journey longer than, you know, this last two years for sure. Um, but I think kind of the real kicker was I I sat down with my husband and my husband was sort of the one who said to me, we have no photos of you with our daughter because you don't like the way you look and you're going to look back and you're going to miss, you're going to miss that. You're going to regret that. You're going to hate that you're, you're not in these photos of her when she has no hair and is just like a complete silly kid, you know? And that was sort of the thing that clicked in my brain. And so, you know, obviously other people's experience is going to be so personal and so different for them. But I think it was just, I had finally gotten to this, like I said, rock bottom where the commitment had to be the mental health first and shifting that before I could really commit to the physical. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, it completely makes sense. And honestly, whether it's a story like yours, someone else's story, I do think a common theme I see as a dietitian is you can't really have a successful weight loss transformation 
without actually addressing the mental health piece. Now Mm -hmm. showing up for yourself and choosing healthy foods and creating healthy habits, you know, surface level is a big part of it and it can contribute to your mental health. It's all intertwined. When I make good food choices, I feel better Mm -hmm. about myself. It's, it's all intertwined, but what's really important about your story is you hit this rock bottom. You felt so discouraged about the way that you looked. And in that moment, a lot of women think it's almost like you need more willpower to make a transformation and a change. And one of my favorite quotes is you actually have to slow down to speed up. I try to remember that in my life too. And I think you really embody that. It's like slowing down to really figure out what's the real problem here. Why am I so unhappy? And also for a lot of women, why it's hard to show up for yourself. I was talking to one of my clients this week and, or actually last week, and um, it was a really powerful conversation around it's the, the shame you feel when you're not where you want to be, even though Mm -hmm. you want it so bad. And it's not the fact that you're like not there that's holding you back. It's that you wish you were there and you're so Mm -hmm. disappointed in yourself, but it's actually impacting how you're showing up today. And I think for yourself, learning to love yourself exactly in the moment that you were at right now, even though you, you did have these goals, it's like, it's finding balance between wanting to better yourself, wanting to improve yourself, and you're allowed to have these goals, but also not missing out on the current moment. That's really what I'm hearing, exactly. especially with the situation with your daughter. Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly right. And I think this is what I love about you and your program too, is that the, the way you deliver things, it really clicks for me to slow down before you can speed up to really like be in this present moment. Because I do feel like a lot of us get so locked into that goal that if it's too if locked in, there, by the way, yeah, like too locked in for sure. And that's, I'm totally a victim of that. And Me so too. I'm so grateful that I went through the journey the way I did, because I do feel like I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have joined your program. And I will say I wasn't in the best headspace when I joined your program, I was much better than where I was. And this is part of why I, I feel like I'm able to be so successful in, in your program is because not only the community, not, you know, you put information out there. Some of it, I know some of it, I haven't heard before, but the way that you deliver it, it's so approachable and sustainable, I feel like, and almost makes weight loss feel like easy, which has never been a thing I've ever said. For me, this program has like healed my relationship with food, with the scale, with my body. It has created space for me to have more self-compassion and more self-love and far less self-loathing. And, you know, that was another thing that the the nutritionist told me to do was stop stepping on the scale because it was such, it would derail my life, you know, my day. And now I get on it and I'm like, oh, this is fine. You know, we're okay. Yeah. It's, it's so, I mean, there are times where, you know, if you're like bloated and constipated, Mm -hmm. I'm like, don't step on the scale. Like, you know, it's going to mess with you. But I also am a believer, like telling someone, don't track your calories, don't weigh in because it's triggering to you. That's not addressing the real problem here. I Mm -hmm. genuinely don't care if you track your calories or weigh in, but Mm -hmm. it's the intention around why you would avoid it. That I think is part of the bigger issue. At least I see with nutrition as a dietitian, where it's just putting blanket statements on people instead of exploring like, well, what's going to be right for you. And I want to dive a little deeper too. You mentioned the Mm self-loathing. I've actually, I don't think I've said that word on the podcast, but I feel like I've thought it, but I've never like verbalized. That's the way to put it. A lot of women struggle with self-loathing, especially when they're beginning in the weight loss journey. What did that look like for you? Whether it was at the beginning of your journey, Mm -hmm. as you started to try to lose weight, like 
how did, how were you self-loathing to yourself? Obviously the internal dialogue, right? Like anytime you walk by the mirror, anytime you see yourself in a photo, um, you know, I officiated my cousin's wedding, um, in November and I just hate the photos. And it was like such an honor to do that. And I can't even look at them. You know, I can't watch the video of myself. Um, so what does it look like? (laughs) You're bullying yourself. You're mean. Mm -hmm. You say things to yourself that you would never say to your daughter, that you would never say to your sister or your best friend or your mom, you know, like you're just mean. And it was a lot of like, you're ugly or you're, you're fat or you're working so hard and you don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. It's all internal. Negative internal dialogue. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I love the movie mean girls, but when you think about the word mean girl, like you're really being a mean girl Mm -hmm. to yourself, you're being Regina George to yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now what I love actually about your story too, Hannah, is the fact that you're a therapist and obviously I'm a dietitian. We both struggled openly with these, these problems. Mm-hmm. It doesn't discriminate. It can happen to anyone. When mm-hmm. you were self-loathing, how, especially with your therapy background, what would you encourage women to begin to do? Because, you know, even if we're sitting here being like, you know, I know you want to lose weight, that goal is fine. And it's coming from really great intention, but you're still perseverating. And I love that we're perseverating on those photos that were taken from you. You're thinking mm-hmm. back to how you looked in that dress when you were out and then you came home and saw yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my goodness, I wore that in public. Like you're focusing mm-hmm. on all these things you hate about yourself. And mm-hmm. you know, damn well, as I do someone saying, oh, like, don't worry about it. Like you look fine. Like if you don't feel fine, that's all that matters. Ultimately, how do you go from self-loathing to self-love or at least self-appreciation for your body? I mean, I will say what I feel like worked for me might not work for everybody. Of course. Um, And I hope everyone knows that when they listen to the podcast, I try to show different women's stories because Mm -hmm. we're all different at the end. Yeah. And something might click of course. And, and you know, yes, as a therapist, sometimes there is a little bit of shame there too. And like, I should know how to deal with this. It's not easy. Um, and I preach this to my clients every single day, you know, the positive affirmations and, and ask for help. Right. Um, think about, I think oftentimes what's helpful for people is to really reframe it. And like, what would I tell a friend or my kid or this person, if they were saying the same things to me that I'm saying to me, and sometimes that it allows you to like externalize it a little bit and shift the dialogue, even for just a brief moment. And that's really what it is. It's practicing the opposite. <laughs> so yeah. learning to catch any moment where I said, Ugh, this looks bad on me to then, but your hair looks great. Your makeup is awesome. And you're going to have a really good time today. You know what I mean? Try- giving yourself the positives and the catching it is the hardest part. But I think if you know you fall prey to self-loathing, put, I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but like put the reminders up on your mirror of the nice things to say to yourself, even if in that moment, you don't believe the nice thing you're saying, because what we're doing is we are hardwired to be negative, a lot of us. And even if you don't believe the positive thing you're saying to yourself, you are rewiring your brain to eventually believe that. Mm, if that I makes sense. That. Oh, it completely makes sense. And honestly, I'm a big believer in fake it till you make it. And mm-hmm. honestly, like whether it's 
meditation or honestly, mm-hmm. I know manifestation is really popular right now. And I don't know too much about these topics. However, in my life, I do try to envision the success mm-hmm. that I want to see, whether it's aesthetic wise, health wise, confidence wise, career wise, I mean, family wise, there's so many different ways that you can do it, but it's not cliche. It's honestly, I almost think reframing as much as we think about it being negative. It honestly is also a way to almost manifest the body and the confidence Mm -hmm. you want to have because Mm -hmm. you don't have that body and the confidence right now. It's not about having quote unquote the body, but it's about what it takes to actually become the woman that you want to be. Because I will tell you that that negative self-deprecating self-loathing really hard on yourself, mean girl, that Regina George version of anyone that's not the woman who's going to feel confident, sexy, and manage her weight the best. Like that, those actually, those tendencies, which we all have, right. In various shapes and forms, Mm -hmm. like that actually will sabotage you and hold you back. So I would argue you actually have to rewire your brain exactly Mm -hmm. like you're saying to be able to see the success and change the habits without you actually sabotaging yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I mean, you know, if it's, if it's really hard for you to do it yourself, we're not, you know, we're pack animals. We're not meant to like go at it alone. So ask for help, ask the people who, you know, are going to lift you up and, and empower you and go to therapy. If you have a good therapist and or don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, it's for a, good don't be afraid, right. It's, we're all here to, to help each other. And I think you said it's the mental, um, you know, with stepping on the scale and tracking and all that stuff. Like, what's the reason behind not wanting to do that? that was why I didn't do it because I still had so much. Um, I don't, I don't even know. I still had so much fear, I guess, around tracking because I've done that before. It didn't work stepping on the scale. It's going to derail me. And so I didn't do it. And I didn't really start the program. I think until a month later when I weighed myself again and I was like, okay, I just did. I signed up for this. If I really want to like do this, I have to commit wholeheartedly and I have to do it the way that it was intended to be done. Mm. And so it was really just like 20 seconds of courage where I was like, okay, I'm tracking and I'm weighing myself. And then I've done it every day since. And that is this is the longest I have ever stuck with something and feel like it's sustainable. That's huge. I can't tell you how many women need to hear that. And also it's okay if it takes you a little bit of time. I think so many women I even said this on my Instagram story, literally, I didn't even plan this before coming on uh, today's episode with you. And I'm like, we are so harsh on ourselves thinking like we should be here by now. Like we should be married, have kids, have a house. And I think especially with weight loss, like we should be this way. We should have seen success already. Like I joke with clients, like, I wish I saw success yesterday. Like we all do, like we're very Mm -hmm. greedy. We, you know, want it immediately in the Amazon prime culture. Right. But at the same time, the only person that has this expectation of when you should do something truly is you like, no one's looking at you being like, oh, you should have lost the weight by now. I'm sure. Yeah. Some people can play devil's advocate, but truly like the pressure you put on yourself is, is really from yourself. It's, it's not from culture and society. In my opinion, I think the worst pressure is the pressure we put on ourselves And for a lot of women, because month one or two or whatever amount of time inside any program, when you feel like, oh, I'm not showing up or I'm not doing this right. Or you're not where you want to be. They get embarrassed because I know this and I have this conversation with people all the time. They're like, yeah, I signed up for this gym membership, but I'm not going. And now I feel embarrassed. So I might as well just cancel it. But it's like, but if you want to go, like 
this very moment right now, you can transform mm-hmm. your life. Like it doesn't matter. It took you a month, a year, you know, however long time to get to the place that you're at. I love that you, that month of not really doing anything with what you were given and, and what you got for yourself. Like you use that as, okay, now it's time for me to get my shit together. And you have two options. You can either say, you know, I'm, I've already haven't done it. You know, I might as well give up. Or you can say, Hey, like now's the chance to do it. There's no time like the present. And that's really what you did. Yeah. And truthfully, like the second I committed to it, you know, first week, two pounds down. I'm now, so technically I count it as I'm a little over 60 days out. Right. And I'm 12 pounds down. And that's like, this is a number I haven't seen in years. So it's, it feels really good. Oh my goodness. And to, I think what's so cool about your story is you weren't one of those women that I've shared stories of on social media that were like, my hormones were out of whack and they weren't like your hormones did need healing. You needed to get that in alignment. But what's so interesting is even when you do that for any women who have any medical problems, health problems, or you don't have anything still at the end of the day, there is still work that has to be done with your diet and exercise and, and your approach to these habits, because fixing your hormones is not going to fix your weight. If you don't eat the right calories. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mic drop. Love it. (laughs) Um, anything else that you would share with women who are honestly, they're, they're stuck in limbo limbo is that weird period where it's like, you know, you want to lose weight. You've maybe tried a few things before you're doing it for a few days or not. Like you're in limbo, but you still haven't seen progress yet. What would oh, you yeah. say to that woman? I, I feel like I'm the queen of limbo. Um, <laughs> Honestly, most people are in limbo when it comes to weight loss. Like very rarely do I feel like people listen to the show if they're like, oh, I'm contemplating losing weight. Like, no, we're, we're past pre-contemplation here. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I think it really is, it's an investment in yourself and it's worth it. And it's, it takes commitment. And as you said, it takes work. But what I really love about your method is that, like I said earlier, it feels easy for lack of a better word. Like it is doable and there's room for, for building and flexibility, you know, living your life, having that glass of wine. Um, so for people who are in that sort of limbo space, I feel like I know it's not as easy as just like go for it, but take a chance on yourself and, and know that it's possible. I mean, I really thought I was, and I know you say this all the time on your stories. Like I genuinely was like, no, I, I am broken. <laughs> like yeah. nothing well, also, is going to work for can me. I, can I just say Hannah, when yeah. you do have medical or hormonal related problems, that's when you can kind of look at that being a crutch, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the reason or crutch is not the right word. Like the scapegoat, like you know, that's why I shouldn't make the change, but actually really empowering. Cause then you know why you weren't seeing success or why things weren't clicking for you. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, that still doesn't mean there's other things that you can't do. Right. Right. And I feel like also, you know, what I've gained from this method and from your community is lifelong. These are things that if I have another baby or if I you know, go to Europe for three months and gain 40 pounds. Oh, like, yes, girl, wait, we're manifesting that for you. But like with the to live a life and to fluctuate <laughs> and to, you know, be okay with that. But then to know I have the tools to be where I want to be and to feel good in my body and to feel confident. And I think that's, that's what like the real meat of this is, is this is not a, you know, quick fix weight loss type thing. It's a very sustainable lifelong thing where the information is always going to be applicable, but there's also that flexibility that I said earlier builds in room for 
self-compassion and self-love. And I've just, I've tried a lot of things and I'm, this has been the one thing that has kind of hit every single pillar for me of mental health, physical health, giving me new information, helping me feel, do you know what I mean? Like it's hit everything. Whereas a lot of other things are, it's, it's just about the calories or it's just about this, or it's just about fasting. It's crazy. Cause similar to probably therapy, right? Like mm-hmm. our health is so nuanced. So if you are listening to the show right now and you're just focusing on one of these pillars, that's great. But there's many aspects and shades and uh, flavors of us. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's so many. There, there's we we just all have so much depth. So if you're just focusing on calories in the nutrition world, like there's also so much other things that impact our health besides just calories, despite them being the foundation, right? And that's just one out of many examples. But I love that you're mentioning the mental health piece too, and I think it goes back to the, the beginning of our conversation, which is you can't have weight loss without having proper mental health. Um, those two things actually, I really think can't exist separately. They have to go together or else it will be unsustainable. Right. Right. And I think, you know, there may even be people listening to this who are like, well, my mental health is like shot right now. It's (laughs) okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We, We all are going through stuff, you know? And it's like, it's okay. As long as you can, like, if you have that sort of like bit of courage where you can just take that one step forward or, you know, sign up for this program or go to the gym that one day, you know, and just see how you feel, but really be intentional and just check in with yourself throughout the process versus trying to zone out while you're doing all of this. If you just kind of take that, that step and and bet on yourself, it all does balance out. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be in the best place mentally right now in order to start this journey. Mm -hmm. You just have to be willing to start it and willing to try to love yourself and willing to, you know, say a nice thing here and there. And eventually it becomes easier and easier. And at least that's been my experience. And then it becomes as easy as Miss Hannah has said, even though it took her a while, which I like the (laughs) timeline for her journey. (laughs) I love it. It did. It did. But I'm here now and I'm so happy and I'm so much more confident and I love myself so much more. And I'm taking photos with my friends and my daughter and I love it. (laughs) Yes. I wish you could see my fist pump guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me.